All right. Welcome, welcome. My name is Liz. And I'm Chigozi. And we are this week's podcast speakers from the Peer Educators um, organization on campus. And today we are going to talk about drum roll. <laughs> social wellness. Social wellness. <laughs> So we're doing social wellness because, I mean, it's a dimension of wellness. And this, throughout the podcast series, we're just going to be going through, like, the different dimensions of wellness. So Liz and I chose social wellness just because I feel like it's super pertinent to, like, literally everyone in this world because we're social human beings. And on top of that, like, there's just so much to social wellness. So we're going to dive in and unpack all that today. Yes, we are. So... What is social wellness? Um, to be to be quite honest, I feel like there is no concrete definition. But you know, after learning it through, you know, our you know coursework through our job yeah. and learning through it through other classes, I feel like social wellness really means you know the relationship between friends, family, you know, community members, partners, and how to maintain that relationship yeah so you know as we go on through this podcast we're going to be talking about the fundamentals in our opinion of every relationship you know what we should continue doing what Mm -hmm. we should maybe stop and then kind of to wrap it up some questions to leave you thinking about your relationships and how Mm -hmm. you can better them yeah, and so some of the fun- fundamentals that Liz mentioned would be boundaries, communication, consent, kindness, trust, respect, and forgiveness. And these are just um, seven seven or eight fundamental values that we feel kind of every relationship that you have in life mm-hmm. will need at least one or more, if not all of these, to like truly have a successful social relationship, whether it be friendship, actual romantic, or just like within your community so mm-hmm. and you know what we've learned through through being a peer educator is that social wellness includes you know building and nurturing supportive relationships so fostering that connection you know includes a romantic relationship and ultimately it can also include finding your social group mm-hmm. so on campus you know i think a very relatable experience is when you're a freshman you move in who do you want to surround yourself with? You know, yeah. what kind of people do you like being around and encourages you to be a better person? I think all of us, you know, may have some friends that have stuck with us since maybe early elementary, middle mm. school, high school. But over time, we kind of either lose track of why we're friends with them currently because we're always changing, you know, we're always changing our thought process and the way we look at ourselves. But in college, I think there's like a lot of pressure to, you know, find your social group and Mm. stick with them. And, and society is like, this is going to be your social group for the rest of your life. Like, you know, they always say that these four years are going to be the best four years. So there's this pressure of like, am I going to find, oh my gosh, my bridesmaids, like my (laughs) my husband, my partner, like all this pressure of like, where is this rush coming from? And, you know, probably research says that it's a little bit harder to find more friends when you graduate college, just because there's such a big pool of people. Mm. But like, 
let's just let's just put a pause, you know? Let's oh, take oh. a step yeah. back and, and just... say like why you know, why am I so stressed out right now? Like mm. are those few friends that I do have, are they enough? Like are they good for me and do I need to have more friends? Yeah. Or just people in my life that I that's how I look at it. So with that it's like kind of tapping into like are the relationships you have in your life quality relationships mm-hmm. like are you able to be who you are consistently in every relationship that you have like for me personally like freshman year was kind of a tizzy because you know you're in, you're <laughs> yeah. introduced to a lot of different people mm-hmm. like people who weren't raised the same as you people who are just like completely different views like sometimes you think common sense is common and sometimes it's not all that common Uh, and so it definitely (laughs) was a learning curve for me in the fact that I had to learn how to set like boundaries with my friendships and like how to what I was comfortable and what I wasn't comfortable with and like Mm -hmm. when I would actually have to be like okay no I have to study now because it's really easy to like just kind of set aside what you actually need to do when you're being introduced to like a bunch of people and so part of social wellness is kind of like setting those boundaries and being able to communicate like what you are and what you are comfortable with because in this day and age we tend to put ourselves on like the back burner and just kind of people please a lot Mm -hmm. and that takes away from our social wellness like in order to have a decent social relationship with other people, you have to have that social relationship with yourself. Like mm-hmm. you have to be mm-hmm. comfortable, comfortable being alone. Like you have to know yourself. You have to set those boundaries for your alone time because that's really important. Like I was telling Liz, in order to have an actual social relationship, you have to know yourself yep. because you have to know how you are when you're alone in order to like actually bring somebody else, not just romantic, but like friendship wise into the mix too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and you know, I want to touch back on what you t- talked about boundaries and communication. Mm-hmm. You know, in college, I feel huge FOMO. You know, fear of mm-hmm. missing out is what it is, and it's really hard to say no sometimes. Yeah. Say no to you know, your friends are inviting you to you know this little kickback with a couple of friends, and you know. Oh, I'm gonna. I have to really work on this essay, and you know, I have to do good in this class. But oh, like, what if I meet some cool friends? What if mm. we extend our social circle? What if I meet a you know cute person that I you know? <laughs> what, there's all these possibilities, right? And You're it, not wrong. You know, and you start stressing out, yeah. and, and you know, this fear of being excluded, or you know, fear of not being cool, or mm-hmm. like that you're not a friend, right? So. Yeah. Those things I feel that are very common in college, especially just because everyone's trying to fit in. Everyone's trying to have a good time on top of already being stressed from school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to touch on another uh, two set or a set of boundaries, or not boundaries, sorry, fundamentals that we talked about. And that's uh, consent and forgiveness. So mm-hmm. just like we talk about, you know, for, uh, boundaries of, hey, I need to work on this test. You know, I'll hang out with y'all tomorrow. But today, I cannot go out, right? That's a boundary. That's clear. You're telling your friends that you have a priority and you have to meet that priority. Yeah, and you want... Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, and you want, like friends in your life or social relationships that will support you and not try and like pressure you into like going out or like doing something that you don't want to do like Mm -hmm. yes obviously getting out of your comfort zone is important too but like 
having people in your life that respect like your ultimate decision to do or not do something you know Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and with the respect I think it's key to every relationship uh as well as you know consent what what do you you know consent is very general it can also be very specific but in a let's say let's just take a friendship you know per se consent could be you know i am not allowing this and that kind of ties into the respect and boundaries Mm -hmm. i do not see myself doing this with you guys i don't see myself acting the way that you know maybe you guys want to act and that's when you have to decide if you want to keep your friends like what Mm -hmm. we've been saying and in forgiveness so i think covid has really tested us (laughs) has really tested us (laughs) And a big theme that I've noticed is, you know, holding some anger and being frustrated. Like, I am a person who can get really bottled up mm-hmm. with my emotions and blow up when something very small happens. It's be- But it's because I have not communicated to the person that all these things have been bothering me. Yeah. You know, because I'm afraid of, uh, you know, rejection. I'm afraid mm-hmm. of, you know, maybe called out or maybe that I'm being overdramatic. But at the end, that just causes me to resent the person and make me, you know, go crazy yeah. and be really mad. And maybe say things that I don't necessarily mean because of the anger in the moment. Yeah. And so what I, you know, believe strongly is that we should continually practice forgiveness. I know we talk a lot about that, especially a Jesuit school. You know, we have all these <laughs> morals and getting thrown at our face mm-hmm. during class. But forgiveness is key, you know. Like, yeah. we, we're all going to have some flip, slip-ups. We're all going to get into a roommate discussion, you know, get into a nasty phone call with our mm-hmm. parents, you know, maybe get into an argument with our partner. And But how do we get out, you know, how do we get out of that dump? You know, how do we move on? I think what's really important is to for both parties to like sit back and like maybe take as much time as you need when you're like processing that disagreement like respectfully saying no I'm not ready to talk about this right now give me an hour or mm-hmm. give me 24 hours like that's okay to set that boundary with your friendship with your significant other with your coworker, with your boss whoever it needs to be like if something upsets you you are you have all the power or not all the power, but like Mm -hmm. every right to say like, I'm not ready to have this conversation yet because I feel like a lot of times it's like, Oh, I feel guilty for feeling this way. Even though this person hurt me, Mm -hmm. like you're feeling guilty, even though you got hurt. And that's, I mean, I feel like that's human in a way, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, okay to like stand up for yourself and really stand firm and like your boundaries and what like, type of communication and consent that you've given to that like other party to just be like no I need space right now right. so mm-hmm. and that's that's huge because just like it hurt you in that situation it does hurt you know the other person on the other end and so being reasonable is kind of important too. yeah you, know, you just got to be reasonable obviously if they don't talk to you for a month it's a little you know what are we doing the situation is expired yeah yeah. given some time people are allowed to feel it out people are allowed to take a breather and it's actually healthy to do that sometimes confrontation right away is not the best move so and then in addition to that it's just kind of like one of the fundamentals that we said earlier was communication and i know we've been kind of spotty with it but Mm -hmm. like just like get it out there 
for communication, it is extremely important to be clear with yes. like yeah. how how you want to go about communicating, like whether you want to send a text or email, like kind of not to say read the room, but like kind of read the room. Yeah. Like if it's an important conversation that you're like wanting to have, maybe you might, might want to do a face to face conversation because you can't expect people to like pick up nonverbals through text message. And mm-hmm. like even in person, you still can't expect people to pick up your nonverbals when you're not necessarily like saying exactly how you feel yep. like mind reading unfortunately yeah. it's not a thing wish we could <laughs> wish, wish we, we could. could but um it's just really important to like be clear in what you want out of any relationship that you have like when you're in a conflict with a friend like be clear with like what upset you and why like mm-hmm. you can't expect i mean i guess some people do but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just like really hard and i feel like both parties would never be satisfied if you're not super clear with like what you want your outcome to be and why this upset you or something along those lines you know yeah and i think that you can't go wrong being direct you know yeah. you can't go wrong for the most part if you say exactly what you are trying to say Mm -hmm. and I have this huge problem of assuming that people are on my same page on the same level you know what that I just have high expectations for people I guess you know and that's a fault of mine and I'm trying to work that out but definitely assuming that the other person's gonna completely understand you 100% is so detrimental to Mm -hmm. just the communication and the relationship you know how many times has you know our parent been like i can't believe you didn't do this mm. or you know you should have cleaned the dish the dishes yeah and i'm like well you how didn't say anything how am i supposed to know right like how am i supposed to know that yeah. you wanted me to uh, put the dishes in the dishwasher at mm. 7 p.m yeah and a lot of parents will be like you should just know and it, although theoretically maybe from just practice or mm. in a routine we might get the sense of being assuming but still people will not know so being upfront with you know your friends your partner whatever Mm -hmm. it's gonna help them and nine times out of ten they're not taking it personally hopefully Mm -hmm. right if you say you know i really don't like texting i really prefer facetime then your partner will be like oh i like facetiming too you could have told me that and that way in the beginning it's important again all of these things we're saying it's very important to establish the beginning (laughs) i think we should make that a headliner for our podcast that everything that we've said really is important in that first you know couple weeks going into the relationship and even if you need to like make a change like if have a lifelong friend or something along those lines because I know with the election that just happened like mm-hmm. things were a little polarized yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so having those hard conversations with like maybe friends in your circle that like you've known for a minute or maybe not even known for a minute but you know they maybe get to saying something slick you know yeah. and you're just like that made me extremely uncomfortable so just like being able to have those conversations and analyze why like what offended you and being able to verbalize that to that person so it doesn't keep on happening again and Mm -hmm. just like having that intention when you're going into a conflict situation as to what you want your potential outcome to be you know so you can't just go in and like I don't really like if you're looking to end the friendship that's fine if you're looking to maintain the friendship that's also fine it's just like you need to have that prepared before right right. you know like kind of going with a plan Mm -hmm. And obviously with 
with everything there are extremes you know we but we're talking mostly about mostly repairable friendship yeah. mostly repairable things i think that's another podcast in itself of you know toxic <laughs> and very extreme situations in relationships but yeah. what you know we're gonna go in some tips right now about what we can practice along the way using what we've been learning so mm-hmm. You know, Thanksgiving's around the corner. What does that mean? Oh, we're going to be with family. Yeah. Tension's still, still high from the election. It's going to be cool. You know, there's always going to be a couple comments here and there <laughs> that you're just like, did they just say that? Like, was that necessary? Was that necessary? Was that necessary? Right. And so for me personally, I have a very loud, very loud family. And, you know, sometimes they don't think about what they're going to say and and that's because they're very comfortable in the in the situation which is a good thing but sometimes you know their jokes can just be a little bit not appropriate at the time or mm. maybe just not needed you know i personally uh want to avoid talking about politics in my family dinner this year because i think most hopefully all the tension <laughs> has to have been resolved yeah because there's no more like worried to, I feel like what is the point of debating things that True. are you know, I, yeah. and that's just my opinion. So what I rec- what I told Shigozio earlier was, you know, I'm gonna just tell my parents, hey, if we start talking about politics, either I'm gonna you know use the restroom, mm-hmm. or if I can't use the restroom, I'm gonna just go on my phone, or if not, I'm gonna try to remove myself from the room mm. just to get a breather, you know? If, if you're uncomfortable with a certain conversation, if you don't feel like you want to be there in the moment, Jen, again, communicate communicate your needs, and hopefully it's really re- it's reasonable to not want to talk about something yeah. as touchy as politics and the family dinner. Mm. So I think it would be they would understand, and hopefully your parents from that conversation or whoever you may be talking about with – uh, they understand and they'll get the hint. Yeah. So maybe they can work with you as well from not yeah. going into that conversation. And having those like, expo- like not even just with politics, but really any subject that you might not be comfortable with, like having that conversation yet. Like we said earlier, like be clear in setting those boundaries because mm-hmm. we don't want people like overstepping. And when you're not clear, like that gives people, you know, the little squib not squiggly line, but like, you know, the toe tepper or the toe separate where there's just kind of like towing the line. You're yep, like, yep. you are getting really close. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not, let's just be clear. So, you know, we don't have anyone towing the line. Yeah. But. And so we have these things called social goals that we've learned that are ways to maintain the friendship, relationship, whatnot. Mm-hmm. In a way that holds you and both the partner accountable. In that way, you don't have this you know not excuse but this feeling of you know what what's happening or am Mm -hmm. i am i doing something wrong like i think sometimes with our busy schedules we need a couple reminders to you know keep ourselves accountable with our friends and make sure that we're checking in Mm -hmm. a reasonable amount so i have an example you know we talked about it earlier you know text a friend once a week to facetime you know if you know that texting it's not as you know emotionally investing yourself or you just want to kind of have a deeper conversation with your friend you know hey we should have a facetime every you know wednesday night Mm. that way we're you know we're both free we can talk about our week anything new that way that you know you might 
not be able to talk or FaceTime every single day, but you have that one special moment and you guys can both communicate. Yeah. Especially because, like, it's, for me at least during quarantine, it was super overwhelming with, like, going from seeing my friends literally every day and lecture, seeing them on the street, just walking to, like, where I live and back mm-hmm. and stuff like to, like, literally cold turkey not seeing them at all. Right. And so I went through this and it was just kind of like, dang, am I checking in on my friends enough? But then I was also, like, super overwhelmed. Like, am I checking in on myself enough? Mm-hmm. So definitely just creating that balance where it's like, okay, maybe, like, once a month, I'll, like, call a friend and just text, hey, how are you? Like, it doesn't need to be super long. Just, like, extending that hand and then yeah. vice versa. Like, you know, everyone's kind of going through a lot in these times. Mm-hmm. So just giving each other, like, grace, right. especially right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that comes with, again, trust, kindness, forgiveness, you know, making sure, like, we're all going through some stressful stuff right now. Yeah. And we're trying to do our best. So it's okay if our friends maybe don't seem like they're as present as we used to be. And mm-hmm. it's because we're not in a normal situation. So yeah, just make just having these tips though, having these social goals will allow you to relieve some of that anxiety and stress mm-hmm. of are they still my friends though? Like, am it, I doing enough? Right. Yeah. That way that you can both agree on something that works for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh you know, talking about our fundamentals, talking about the aspects of social wellness. I think, uh, you know, it's made me think a lot about what I'm going to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I know, Chigozi, you had a couple questions to leave our audience with yeah. so they can have a thought about it. Yeah, so as we're, like, wrapping up, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. We're just going to leave you with a few questions that you guys can just kind of think about after you've, like, stopped and reflected for a bit. So, like, with social wellness and just everything that that encompasses it's really important to like check in on yourself and other people like that's kind of what makes social wellness social wellness because obviously there are two parties involved Mm -hmm. so like how are you asking for help in your life because at some point in time we all need help so like if you're not asking for help why aren't you asking for help are you not comfortable in those relationships enough to ask for help if so why And then do you surround yourself with people who you can trust and who you know care about you? So, like, it's one thing, obviously, you know, everyone says actions speak louder than words. But are are people checking in on you? Are you checking in on people, you know? Can you trust these people? So just asking yourself those, analyzing those maybe friendships that are kind of, like, teetering on a scale for you. And then are you able to communicate clearly when dealing with conflict? It's really important, like we said, because people can't read your mind. Mm-hmm. People don't know. So just being clear with what you want and what your intentions are. And then last one we got is, are you okay being alone? Because one thing we all know, everybody needs some alone time. Yeah. And if you're not spending alone time, why aren't you? Like, what what about yourself? makes you not want to spend time with yourself if that makes sense so are you okay being alone that's our last question to you and as we wrap up here you know we just wanted to make sure that thank you for all the listeners and we hope that this podcast gave you you know some 
food for thought, Mm -hmm. as well as letting you know that we're always here for communicating and for extra help. Also, the Counseling Center on campus is a great resource resource to use. Mm -hmm. And we just want to let you know, you know, have a great week. Be safe with the holidays coming up. Make sure to practice all of these social goals that we talked about. (laughs) And we are excited for this podcast and hopefully we hear from you soon all right all right have a good week bye